Hi, I'm Dr. Karen Becker, and today I have Dr. Sylvia Angelico joining me from Brazil. Welcome, Dr. Sylvia. Thank you so much, Dr. Karen Becker, for having me. So exciting. I met Dr. Sylvia when I was lecturing in Brazil a few months ago, and she was so inspiring to me for a, for a multitude of different reasons that all of you will begin to realize. But I think first and foremost, Dr. Sylvia, you really have intentionally focused on wellness medicine, I think, far before many of your Brazilian veterinary peers. So how did you tell our community a little bit about yourself and how you got started on this wellness journey as a veterinarian? Yeah, of course. Uh, so since graduation in 2011, I worked teaching pet parents about home prepared raw and cooked diets for dogs and cats. And um, back in 2008, my partner, Vanessa Firmino, who is a brilliant digital artist, by the way, and I created this little blog called Cachorro Verde, which means uh, green dog in Portuguese. And it was about our, our experience uh, feeding raw food to our dogs. And we probably did a lot of mistakes back then, but we just wanted to uh, share this experience with other people that might be curious about it in Brazil since there was no website on the matter. And when I was in the third year of college, this website, uh, we began to uh, put together uh, guidelines, general free guidelines about how to prepare fresh food diets to healthy dogs and cats. And that was the start of everything. So wonderful. So how did you, did you learn about fresh food in, in veterinary school? Silly question, but I have, I always have to ask veterinarians, <laughs> what was their introduction? Interestingly, when I went to vet school, my dog got very, very sick and the internal medicine, now this is 25 years ago, the internal medicine uh -huh. doctor suggested I feed my anorexic dog raw meat. But oh I think that those days are, are, I think that that was years ago, uh, but mm -hmm. I think that those, those recommendations are long gone. How, how were you introduced to the concept of fresh feeding? Uh, actually, it was by chance. I was in the third year of uh, veterinary uh, course, uh, college, and I just started studying nutrition. And I missed um, fresh food. And I was like, oh my God, why, why are we not being taught about fresh food? Only lectures uh, given by people from the industry. And, um, uh, and the, uh, the other colleagues, they would love that because they would get free stuff and um, paid internships, was, which was really rare back then. Yeah. And I was like, no, I want to know also about fresh feeding. I thought you would, you know, teach me that. So when, the, when I learned they wouldn't do that, I went on and bought a, a lot of books on Amazon books by uh, Dr. Ian Billinghurst, Dr. Uh, Tom Lonsdale, and then I, I even translated Dr. Tom Lonsdale's book. Um, I, I talked to him and he uh, told me it was okay for me to do that. So I translated into Portuguese and put it out there on the internet. And also Dr. Richard Pickern, which was uh, the reference that I had, had back then. You bet. And then that was the start of everything, yeah. And so did you, um, when you were reading, maybe your third year of vet school, and, you, and this mm -hmm. made sense to you conceptually, it was common mm -hmm. sense, did you immediately put your own pets on fresh food? Immediately. Yeah. And I did a lot of uh, weird and, uh, you know, bad stuff. Like I didn't, um, I didn't process the veggies. So there were like huge pieces, huge chunks of kale on their uh, dish and, and stuff like that. I didn't pre-freeze the, the, the meats, which is important here in Brazil because we don't have uh, sometimes the, the high quality that you guys have in, uh, 
in uh, more industrialized countries. And, and uh, even doing that, I mean, an imperfect version of raw feeding, my dogs were doing a lot better really quickly. Uh, their fur started uh, shedding less and they all slimmed down. It was really hard to get them uh, to, do, to be on the right weight with a, with a kibble. Yeah. And they smelled badly with kibble. They had a lot of that breath and gunk coming out of the ears. So it was uh, a lot of improval and I don't think uh, three or four weeks. Yeah. And that was exactly my experience during mm -hmm. vet school. It was like, oh my gosh, this is, dr this is a dramatic this is improvement. A new world. You got it. And like you, I was doing it totally wrong. I, mm -hmm. I, my, I, everything about the diet I was doing incorrectly. And yet... Mm -hmm my dog was still healthier than on highly processed kibble. Mm -hmm. So I, I graduated knowing that I would be recommending fresh food, and I think you did too. And I think that mm -hmm. oftentimes that's rare. But when you graduated and you started suggesting that your clients eat fresh food, what was the response from your veterinary peers? Did you have support? I mean, what, what, what came about after graduation then? Um, I think I had uh, problems with my peers and with the industry long before that, before graduating. When I was in third school and I was so in love with this concept of raw feeding, of natural nutrition, bio-appropriate diets. So I put together this website that I was telling you about, Cachorro Verde, and I, I had this article that was telling people why feeding kibble might not be such a good idea. And I put together little bits and pieces of uh, the books of the authors that I just told you about. And the industry came really strongly after me. And I was in, in the third year of college. Uh, so they sent out a letter to the council, the Federal Council of Veterinary Medicine in Brazil, which is the organ that regulates our profession. They sent out a person to go to my college, my school, my university to talk to the director of my course to frighten him or something. And so I had to take this text, this article down. I had to take it off my website. This was the agreement that we, uh, that we agreed on so I could graduate, actually. Yeah. Wow. So you were... You were instantly persecuted for instantly. instantly persecuted for speaking your opinion online. Mm -hmm. And did you did you fear that you might be kicked out of vet school? Did you fear that you might not be able to graduate? Uh, my director, the current director back then, he was really sincere with me. He, um, uh, we had a meeting. And he was like, "You're uh, you're a student here. You're allowed to do everything that you want to do. I mean, this is not on us. Do what what you like." But hire a lawyer because they mean business and they were really angry about your article and they actually were i got a lawyer and the 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 lawyer um he stimulated me to uh agree on this uh taking out the the article from my website but it backfired a little because people knew about it and they started sharing the article like crazy. They just, uh, they just uh, put my name out of the articles so I wouldn't be, uh, you know, uh, uh, more persecuted. And then I started seeing the article all over the Internet. It was so crazy. yeah, that actually that's really <laughs> inspiring. And that also shows you it's a little bit of a blessing. We live in this digital age because mm -hmm. in these situations when legal red tape made you take the mm -hmm. article down, uh, technology mm -hmm. was already ahead of that persecution. So the article went viral anyway. That's actually mm -hmm. that's actually a great story. So then you graduated. Green Dog was still your Green Dog website was still uh -huh. um, very much being an educational 
platform. Mm -hmm. Have you had any other altercations or have you had any other run-ins with either the veterinary industry or the pet food industry? Um, a little bit. Uh, people will tell me, my peers will tell me when they go to congresses and symposiums that sometimes the people that are lecturing and are related to the, the pet food industry, they will speak very badly about me and Green Dog. And sometimes friends of mine are watching the lectures and they'll just raise their hands and they'll say like, I, I, I completely disagree. This person is trying her best. She's trying to get the message out there. She's uh, worried that people are not going to do this responsibly. So she's always talking about supplementation and consulting your vet. So it's not like that at all. Um, but I also had a problem um, last year. Uh, I, was, I actually received a civil suit, class suit, uh, civil class suit, ethical class suit from, uh, from, I believe, the same person that persecuted me the first time. And it is a person very much linked to a huge uh, pet food industry in Brazil. So he, uh, he's after me this time because I recommend raw feeding in, in Green Dog, which he believes is a threat to the human society. And also because I offer uh, online consultation. So she, he, he uh, wants to uh, get me somehow. So he, uh, he put this out there. So this is uh, still ongoing. Gosh. Yeah. Gosh. And so are you, um, it can be very difficult to, <laughs> mm -hmm. to, pick up, to pick yourself up and to continue going in the threat of legal lawsuit. Do yes. you feel, Dr. Sylvia, like the, like, like the popularity of fresh feeding and the knowledge is growing fast enough that you'll have enough backing from pet parents and other professionals like myself to be able to counteract this? Are you, do you feel confident that, you, that this movement is gaining enough momentum that you don't so. have to fear good good i believe so i believe so uh when i was uh, when we uh, created uh, green dog which was uh, literally 10 years ago there was almost nothing in the market there were two brands uh, of fresh food commercially uh registered official registered fresh food they were struggling uh but now the public is much more educated and i believe i'm a part of that mm -hmm. and also you are a part of that because a lot of Brazilians follow your website and your uh, orientations and love you. Um, but uh, it's grown. And I think Brazil is now one of the top uh, countries in the world that are interested in a healthier, fresher option of, of food for their pets. And my lawyer is actually a good client that I have uh, for many years now. And she offered this help for me. She knows how I work. She knows about my passion, about fresh feeding and the way that I try to do it the, the, the more responsible way that I can. And so she put together this beautiful case, which is almost like a lesson in fresh feeding from the start of fresh feeding until today. So I'm confident, but I know it can be a little arbitrary, yes. Well, I admire you, and I'm so thankful that you have this attorney that loves what you do, respects what you do, and understands it, because we need those people on our team. We're, we have the same battles here in the U.S. Uh, the pet food industry is not does not look fondly or warmly upon the fresh feeding industry, and because, of course, they see it as a threat. So these type of key people that will step up and help support us, I think, are really important. Mm -hmm. So I'm thankful that you have that. Dr. Sylvia, have you had other veterinarians, um, professional colleagues that have been frustrated with their ability to treat patients 
in a way that truly helps them recover from disease. How, how much education are you doing to other veterinarians about food? Great. So uh, since two, 2013, uh, we have put together a course which lasts for 18 hours on the weekend, uh, especially towards veterinarians and professionals of animal husbandry. Uh, it's not open to the, the, the open public. And uh, in that course, um, I tell them, I share with them all the information that I have about fresh feeding to, uh, to chronic diseased dogs. So it's a therapeutical fresh food course. That's awesome. And uh, are you finding that you are, and how many years have you been offering this? Is it brand new? No, uh, ever since 2013. So five years now. Yes. That's and we've had uh, hundreds of veterinarians and even started a network. There's a page on Cachorro Verde Green Dog that's called uh, Lista de Vets, List of Veterinarians who have uh, participated in my course, sometimes more than three times. And so they all know, know all about how to make, uh, how to orient a client on making a, a special food for the diabetic dog, for the obese dog, for the dog that has kidney disease. So wonderful. That is, that for me, that's one of the most exciting things that you can do in that mm-hmm. um, you can use your education to help educate our professional peers to, mm-hmm. so that they understand and that they're doing fresh food correctly. So what a great gift that you put together in that course. That's awesome. So I know that you're wildly passionate about fresh food, but talk to me or maybe tell our listeners and readers about why this topic is so important to you. Why do you feel so strongly about this? Uh, Because I see the changes that occur that happens when people start uh, relating directly with food not only for their dogs, that would be amazing as it is, or for their cats, but also for themselves. So people come to me and tell me, ever since I started making uh, food for my dog, for my cat, I started paying better attention to the way I eat. I started paying a little extra, a little more, going a little further to buy fresher food for me and my family. And this has made a ton of difference in my mental health because now I have a hobby. I am involved with what I eat. I know people from the markets. So people, this is going, uh, the ramifications are endless. And this is what feeds me, uh, not only uh, doing good uh, for the health of the patient, but for the health of the human and the family and maybe even, even the community. And um, people are getting jobs, different jobs, because they get inspired. So they start little companies that make uh, fresh food for their dogs and they go out and register that. They go out and register uh, fresh and healthier options of treats for their pets. So now they have a, a job that inspires them. So all of that, yeah. That's beautiful. And it has to be so heartwarming to you to watch these uh, communities come together and knit, mm-hmm. kind of knit this network together of people and animals helping each other and supporting each other. You're literally watching evolution within your country, which is, has mm-hmm. to be incredibly inspiring to you. That, that's wonderful. So Dr. Sylvia, if there's one thing that you would want the whole world to know or think about, um, do you have something that you would pass along as some words of wisdom that you pass along? Um, let me see. Um, I would say, uh, what we do and what we share open heartedly with others can have a huge impact on the system, on ourselves and can make a huge difference. It's not always easy 
at first you get at first and, and later on you get a lot of rejection and you yeah. start doubting yourself uh, maybe I, by not going with the flow I'm doing this in a I, you know in a wrong way or something but when you start to really listen the feedback from people this is really helping me this is, has really helped my dog this has really helped my cat don't stop doing that please continue to share to help us and you start also to learn from people so it's not like a one-way street this yeah. is very much a two-way street it makes everything worthwhile so if they take my license from me someday i don't know if that's going to happen i hope not but I'm going to con continue studying and learning and sharing what I know with people. This is only going to keep going. Yeah. I so admire you. I know that you are, because you're writing the front half of the curve, because you're ahead of the, the wave in Brazil, I know that the persecution's real for you. But I admire the fact that you are, this is your life passion, and therefore mm -hmm. you're utterly committed to bringing healthful nourishment forward for the entire community regardless of what the ramifications are and i really appreciate your commitment to food and wellness and whole health and so you've been an inspiration to me and the people the pet lovers the veterinarians of brazil are incredibly blessed to have you dr sylvia thank you so much for joining me thank you so much dr karen becker for this amazing honor you're such a huge part of my continuous education as an integrative vet, I have been blessed to have met you in person last August and see for myself what an incredibly inspirational human being you are. Oh, thank you. And thank you for joining me today, Sylvia. Thank you so much. Have a great day.